Hello everybody, it's Monday, I'm Mai2C and we're back with another week because we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be doing a, a couple of big shows uh, this week uh, following uh, the weirdos at COP26. So today I'm just going to give you the pre-update, sort of things that we already might have seen. If you haven't heard, it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Uh, but uh, the main show today is going to be about Australia, New Zealand, Amnesty International and COVID. So... We've been talking about COVID measures, some of the governments going absolutely crazy with it, like Australia and New Zealand, like even France went a bit mental at times, you know, you know that, the way they're handling the protesters. It's not really just about the measures, it's about the way the government is policing the measures and enforcing the rules. So we have a special guest with us today. We have Suzanne Evans, who's going to be discussing her thoughts on the lack of action and voice from Amnesty International. But before we start, let's give you the latest update on what's been happening on COP26, pre-COP26. So this morning, or yesterday and this morning, there was a bit of chaos because Houston, uh, the trains from Houston to Scotland had to be stopped and someone had to turn around to go back to London because a tree fell onto the tracks. You know what this means? All these people who tried to get the train to go to this climate conference, tree falling on the track means the planet is fighting back against COP26. <laughs> We're not stopping. Even the trees are fighting back. Uh, so this was absolutely chaotic. So a lot of them had to get the plane. Of course they had to get the plane. There's no other option. It's not just that. You know, the, the, the boss of Sky, uh, who's a big sponsor, lives between America and Britain and constantly takes the plane to commute. Now that's too much. These are the people who are advocating for the rest of us to change our lifestyle. These are the people, for example, one <laughs> blitzer from uh, CNN. This is funny, actually. I'm now reporting from Edinburgh in Scotland, where 20,000 world leaders and delegates have gathered for COP26. No, they're in Glasgow, not Edinburgh. Some people had to go to Edinburgh because there were no like hotel spaces in Glasgow. It's about, it's about an hour away, I think. You can't say... You can't tweet saying that in Edinburgh, 20,000 world leaders and delegates are there. No, that, that's Glasgow. That's not where you are. At least, if I were to CNN, you could stay there in your hotel, make your tent in Glasgow, just commute, wake up early, travel. Oh, apparently travel is bad now. Yeah, I forgot about this. This is the whole hypocrisy, by the way, because look at the scene. This is this morning, the queue to get into the conference. And people are wearing face masks outside. I don't really know what's going on here. So if these people really cared about the environment and COVID, why didn't they have this conference virtually on Zoom? They could have video conference. This is the future. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is giving you Metaverse. Use Metaverse to have your conferences virtually. You don't have to meet in person. You know how much you're polluting the planet by just having one conference? <laughs> Not just the planes, everything that's happening there. And all the red meat that's going to be eaten and Greta Thunberg will be unhappy. It's so bad that Greta's protesting against this conference. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But we do have more important things to talk about. Australia, New Zealand, Amnesty International, they are too busy uh, attacking Israel and other countries on various issues. They are also busy saying that the Australian government, the British government and all the other governments who have the money to use taxpayers' money to buy vaccines, they should now give the vaccines to poorer countries. Fine, that's, that's one argument. 
But that's the priority. The priority is not an innocent ordinary person in Australia or New Zealand walking around with a cup of coffee, getting arrested, beaten up by the police. It's not a small business owner who tries to open his business and gets beaten up by the police. We have Suzanne Evans with us to discuss this issue. Let's go to Suzanne. Right now we're joined by Suzanne Evans. Very much, A lot of people have been emailing, asking uh, you to come on the show. So we have the perfect opportunity now, Suzanne. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? Good to be here. I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, you okay? You look good. Yeah. Yeah, no, but thanks. Uh, we only saw each other a few days ago, but <laughs> we're back. And... That's right. Yeah, it seems like we're the age away, but yes. <laughs> I know, no. um, essentially, there is um, what I've been talking about, and you, you've been mentioning it as well. Um, there's this big issue right now, globally, with COVID restrictions, different countries are in different levels. And there are you know, human rights campaign groups that usually are outraged with a lot of things that's against civil liberties or human rights. One of them, one of the main groups is Amnesty International. Mm. Have we heard much from them about these sort of things that happens in Australia, New Zealand and other countries? Well, I've been really, really shocked because while I've been trailing through social media and seeing the most appalling scenes on, on, the, uh, on videos coming yeah. out of Australia, let's start with Australia. Yeah. Um, absolutely appalling. You know, police brutality on a massive scale, simply because you're not wearing a mask in the street, which of course is something that we can all do very freely over here. Um, they've even been, uh, you know, beating up kids. Um, yep. They've been using pepper spray. They've been uh, shooting rubber bullets at their own people for not wearing a mask in, in the street uh, or people who are on protests. And I think, where is amnesty? You know, yeah. if this was happening anywhere else in the world, I feel quite, quite sure that Amnesty yeah. would have said something about it. Um, I, I was having a look through Amnesty's Twitter feed, couldn't see anything. But mm -hmm. I did notice that their um, Twitter bio says, we defend human rights around the world. No government is beyond scrutiny. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> Amnesty, but I have to beg to differ because <laughs> you seem to be completely ignoring the most yeah. appalling breaches of human rights that are happening in Australia. I think that's been most noticeable, mm -hmm. but also increasingly in New Zealand and Canada as well you are silent why are you so silent on this yeah because it's not really just about uh, the, the the COVID measures themselves the lockdowns and everything else it's not really just about the measures it's about how they are policing it right how they're enforcing it I think that's what you're trying to say in terms of uh, they, they're slightly going too far for a so-called democracy, right? Yeah, not slightly going too far. I think they've gone way, way, way too far. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, for instance, you, you know, if we look at um, New Zealand, um, they went into lockdown there because there was one case, an 80-year-old man, one single 80-year-old man had COVID and wow. the whole country was put into lockdown again. Um, now, what I also find quite astonishing is when I, uh, whenever I talk about this on social media, I yeah. instantly get a pile on from New Zealanders saying it's all fine and they're, they're comfortable with it but you know I'm, I'm reminded that around the world um, in history dictators have oh yeah have supported their people uh, and this is no reason I don't think why why human rights activists and particularly organizations like Amnesty should get involved here we've had far less draconian restrictions but mm -hmm. Liberty UK has actually done a great job I think standing up against yep. the abuses that we've seen of the Public Health Act uh, and also of course campaigning against the Coronavirus Act mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're right. I think this country, um, we, we have good groups. And also, I think despite uh, the government going too far, sometimes uh, there's always this consensus between the relationship between the public and the government that the, the government would be too scared to even go completely crazy. But you're also absolutely right that uh, even historically, tyrannies and dictatorships, whether it was accidental or planned, early days, uh, it, it happened because it was encouraged by complacency. A lot of people. It was never always instantly by force. Uh, That's right. Like, uh, it was uh, you know, a lot of times people were just like 
fell into it in the name of security over liberty. Uh, they just said, oh, it's fine. You know, it's for the greater good. It's okay. And then we're comfortable. We get used to it like New Zealand. Uh, but then it, then it, it crosses the line and it's too late. Like 93rd of Germany or Italy is a good example. Like, you know, you, then it's too late. Then you're like, oh, what happened now? How do we stop it now? You can't. That's, um, that's, that's right. I, mean, I, I think um, I, I, I suppose from my kind of like perhaps fairly insular British way of life, I, I'd often wondered how on earth these genocidal regimes actually yeah. managed to come to power and how people didn't stand up, how the how people in the country, you mentioned Germany, Italy, others we could name around yeah. the world. Uh, what, how was that allowed to happen? I couldn't really understand it. But now I think it's no. so crystal clear. It's so easy. All oh. you have to do is tell people that they're in danger. You yes. can bring in emergency powers under almost every worldwide bit of legislation, international yep. law. You can basically do what you like. Science be damned, reality be damned, truth be damned. It doesn't matter. You can just do whatever you like in the names of keeping the people safe. Yeah. And many people will just just suck it up uh, and, and, and I kind of count myself in that too really Maya you know when Boris Johnson announced back in March in 2020 mm. that uh, it was two weeks to flatten the curve stay yeah. at home I thought yeah well, I, I don't know what Covid is it could be the yeah. new Ebola it could yeah, it's be only three Ebola. weeks yeah we don't know. it's only three <laughs> weeks we'll do it and here we are now 20 months later that legislation is still on the on the statute books <clears> we're still having the um, fear of lockdowns dangling over our head the fear of having to make masks mandatory again and of course the awfulness of vaccine passports yeah and and this idea that you have to have a particular medical intervention yeah. in order to participate in the most fundamental elements of society is is one that i i just find utterly comprehensible and i think whether you've had the vaccine or not you should absolutely be outraged at this you look, you look again at what's happening in in other countries Back to Australia, Queensland alone have sacked 4,000 health workers because they won't have the double jab. Yeah. Um, and that in includes people who had the first jab, had a severe reaction to it, including strokes and paralysis. Mm. Not, not necessarily healthcare workers here, I'm sorry, I'm slightly confusing two issues. Yeah. Um, but, but everybody in the country, you have to have two jabs. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't, whether you've had an adverse reaction or not, doesn't matter, you can't participate in normal life and you risk your job and yeah. your pension. That's it's the thing. astonishing. I know. Uh, yeah, you and I talked about this on uh, GB News the other night mm -hmm. uh, about the vaccine thing. It, it makes no sense, the vaccine passport as a concept, because the beginning of it, literally when it was introduced, like December, January, uh, when governments and politicians didn't know um, the percentage of public that would actually take it, I understand from their perspective, like authoritarian, how to do it as a bluff to scare people. But the majority of, like each country, the majority of the majority have taken the vaccine. Uh, mm -hmm. So if it was for the bluff, it, it's worked already. If you want to continue to push for it, you've already seen Joe Biden's press secretary. She's always double masked, yes. double jab, and she just got COVID again. It doesn't stop you from catching COVID. At all. Yeah, well, you could say the same Keir Starmer, you know, the, the Labour leader in the Houses of Parliament. He's always masked up. Um, uh, no, I think, I think Starmer is just that kid who wakes up and wants to go to school. Like, oh, I feel sick. I can't go to school. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. I, I hear what you're talking about, bluff. And, and uh, you know, Laura Dodsworth, my friend Laura Dodsworth, yeah. done some great work. She's on coming on the channel, Senator, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. State of fear. She talks about these nudge units, these behavioral uh, psychologists who are operating at yep. a very high level in, level in government, basically telling ministers, oh, well, if you say this, people are likely to behave like that. Yep. Um, and I think that in itself is unethical. Of course. Bluff itself is completely unethical. What's manipulation? It's yep. total manipulation. 
and 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 it and it's utterly wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I think human rights lawyers have proven themselves to be wrong. I have to say, as as a as a general group of people, and I realise I'm making a broad brush stereotype here, I've never been terribly impressed with them when push comes to shove. Uh, <laughs> and I think they've really shown themselves up over all this. They have been remarkably silent yep. in the face of undoubtedly the greatest restrictions that I've never known in my lifetime. I suspect even in my mother's lifetime, she's 88 now, mm. you know, even during the war, you could still go out and see your friends. You could yeah. still go to a funeral. You didn't have to, uh, uh, you know, prove your uh, medical history yeah, in a yeah. nightclub. Yeah, prove that you're not German. It's more crazy. But I think it's true. I mean, we were talking about I mean, like tyrannies and like you know, Italy and Germany, all those places. Perfect example is um, my parents' country, Iran. Uh, when yes. post seventy nine revolution, uh, the, the the beginning of it, like the first few months, the first year. There was a bit of a backlash. Uh, some people were fighting back, saying, oh, God, we don't want this revolution. But then they, uh, Iraq and Saddam attacked Iran, and that lasted for like seven, eight years. The Iranian regime, the dictatorship, used that to get people on their side because it said, in the name of safety and security for you, you have to now support the regime so that we could keep you safe. And then that was when uh, they managed to uh, completely introduce tyranny full on. And then by the time the war was finished, the people in Iran were like, hang on. We actually live in a dictatorship. We didn't have to have a chance to even stop it. And so it's one of the situations. But my last question I have is Amnesty International, as a concept, has always been good. In the past, they, you know, historically, they did some good stuff, and but recently become quite biased and political. Do you think, what, what should we do? Do you think there should be a, you know, not really a right-wing version, but a more logical version of these campaign groups being created by someone else? Uh, or should we just give up? <laughs> Well, we, we can't give up. And I, I think people like you and I have to keep fighting our corner as best we can and fighting the corner of human rights as, as, as best we can in our in our own way. Um, Amnesty, I've cancelled my subscription. Yeah. Um, I, I, I cancelled it a long time ago. I, I couldn't see that the organisation was really doing what I signed up for anymore. Um, it seems to have uh, been, been, been fo- I mean, it's obviously still focusing on um, mm. uh, prisoners of conscience and, and that sort of thing. But I think the, the fact that they're not speaking out against uh, the, the COVID restrictions, yeah. when there is no scientific evidence that they help, that they work, that they are unnecessary. Um, you know, I was, I, was, I was particularly surprised when they didn't even speak out when elections started getting delayed. Yeah, I mean, in a democracy, the fundamental principle of holding elections yeah. is absolutely critical. And yet New Zealand postponed mm. that cancelled their elections. And um, we even cancelled elections here. The, the local elections in the London Assembly elections cancelled yeah. or postponed anyway. Um, not a peep from them. So yeah. I think you have to support people who are campaigning against this. Mm-hmm. Um and not support those who aren't. And yeah. right to amnesty, I frequently have a go at them on Twitter. I, they probably don't listen. Um, but the wonderful <laughs> thing about having a blue tick, as you know, Mayor, is that other blue ticks can see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get, a, you get a special heads up when other blue ticks talk yeah. about something you're doing, um, yeah, yeah. Which, which is a good thing to have. So I think we just have to keep plugging on, really. Right. The, well, I, I find it quite interesting. You know, you mentioned that Iran eventually woke yeah. up, um, but it took many, many years. Yeah. 
I wonder how long it's really going to take us to wake up. I think countries always do. Yeah. These kind of dictatorships always fall eventually. The question is, how long does it take? How long? Well, even the Roman Empire fell. Nothing lasts forever. So it took an awfully long time. It's a matter of, well, apparently, according to Boris Johnson, because of uh, uncontrolled immigration. So <laughs> it's another, <laughs> love that bit. But I uh, know, thanks for coming and showing. In conclusion, guys, if you're watching this, uh, Suzanne and I are going to set up our own. Yeah, I'm listening international. We're going to set up a human rights organization. Is that <laughs> We're it? going to create our own group. <laughs> so stay tuned. Uh, oh, thanks I again for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. Bye.